travel, it's one of life's greatest pleasures. When we journey abroad, we discover new places and meet fascinating people, but we also gain perspective and take on a wider view of the world around us. That was Trevor Ranges, and I'm Scott Coates. After more than 25 years living and working in Asia, we've developed an amazing network of interesting characters throughout the region. Talk Travel Asia is our way of sharing them with you. Plug in and get connected to hot tips, interesting perspectives, and expert travel advice as we cultivate travel insight through intelligent conversation. If there's one thing that is almost always on visitors' to-do lists when traveling to Asia, it's a visit to the spa. Whether it's a punishing Thai massage amidst the aroma of tiger bomb or a hot stone therapy overlooking Balinese rice fields, pampering oneself should always be high on the holiday agenda. While a massage is almost always less expensive here in Asia, there's such a variety of spa and massage experiences across the region that one could receive a different treatment each day and only begin to scratch the surface. Today, we'll discuss some of our most memorable and interesting spa and massage experiences in Asia. This is Trevor Ranges in Siem Reap, Cambodia, and I am joined once again by my co-host, Scott Coates. Hey, Trevor. Yeah, I'm in Bangkok. This is where my microphone lives, and I don't have residences in two cities like you. So good to connect on this one and a good topic. Seemingly, when we come up with these, I'm sometimes amazed we haven't done it yet. Like, we haven't talked about interesting spa and massage experiences before. I know we've touched on them, but a whole episode, it's kind of hard to believe we're, like, into the 150s, almost near 160, right, to finally get to this topic. Yeah, you know, we had tried to have a guest on to talk about, like, a specific spa and about spas. But, uh, yeah, getting around to this one may be a good thing because we have uh, probably enough information for two spa episodes you know having lived in asia for many years and both of us having traveled to different asian nations where there's different spa and massage culture um you know i'm certain that we each have you know a few dozen stories to to rattle off yeah my knowledge of it certainly accelerated and consists mostly entirely of my time in asia which has been a really nice part of living here what was your first massage experience or exposure to it trevor um you know i never really had a massage until like my 20s i guess my late 20s before i even moved to asia uh a girl i was dating she bought me some certificates to a spa and the kahala mall near my house in hawaii then I had a roommate who was a masseuse and he was amazing. I mean, like you couldn't even feel fingers. It was just like this energy that like moved through like your muscles. It, it was amazing. But yeah, it was just something that you didn't, it was expensive, right? I, I remember it being like a dollar a minute at Duke's in Waikiki to like get a massage, you know, but I think that was about the average. It was kind of an expensive thing to do. Yeah. For me, it was living in Calgary, Canada. I remember I was bartending and there was a woman named Chris that worked at the bar and her and her husband were masseurs as well. And she had a table at home. I guess she could come to you, but if you went to her, she gave us a bit of a deal. But I think that was about 60 bucks an hour or something like that. And it was nice, but yeah, I'd never thought before that to go have a massage. It just seemed something exotic. And you know what, for that matter in Canada or in Calgary, it is exotic. There's not massage parlors on every corner like there is here you don't pass them all the time you got to kind of go out of your way a bit and be willing to spend a fair chunk of change to do it yeah you know and then uh 
that my first time in Asia, you, you couldn't get away from it. It was like, it just happened to me. I was uh, a backpacker in Chiang Mai in, in the nineties. And, uh, we were at one of those kind of like a big bar with a stage and some like live show going on. And one of the guys I was with came back and he's like, you're not going to believe it. When I was peeing in the bathroom, some guy came up behind me and started massaging me. And we're like, no way. And like, you know, you had to see who's going to go next to go to the bathroom to yeah. see if some guy's going to massage you while you pee. And, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. that's, uh, that's a thing in Thailand. And it happened like, bam, like that. You were like, all right, how do I negotiate this? I haven't had that in years. And, you know, I get a feeling it's twofold. I think I haven't had, you know, old school Thai guys taking me to old school Thai bars. So it probably still goes down there. But yeah, that was a thing. I remember distinctly my first couple of visits and then even my first couple of years, you'd go up to the urinal and there'd be like a bathroom attendant as you're peeing. Yeah, all of a sudden you'd feel hands on your shoulders. And I think particularly for guys from the West, like you generally don't talk to other people when you pee. You certainly don't want anyone touching you. So it was just sort of a weird experience. But I'd say my first real massage experience was we came to visit a uh, former guest, Dan Fraser, when he was working here in 95. And he had a contact who I think owned a, a legit Thai massage place. And we went and it was two hours of brutal pain, but also enjoyable by the end. We were bent, prodded, even walked on. I remember they'd walk on your back and your buttocks and pull your legs. And it was painful and exciting, but it was enjoyable in the end. But it was a truly bizarre experience. Yeah, you know, actually back to the bathroom thing, I was remembering now that they, they also crack your neck. That was the thing that always freaked me out. Like, you know, you could Ooh, deal with like, yeah. hey, some guy's going to massage your shoulders while you take a leak, you know, all right, whatever. But but the, you know, doing something with your neck or spine, like a, a medical professional should do that, not some some random guy in, in the toilet, right? Um, otherwise, you know, you talk about the <laughs> your experience with Thai massage and uh, yeah, they have, there's like a bar on the ceiling that they can hold on to while they walk on top of you and stuff. It's actually like it's a technique right yeah i haven't had the guy try and crack my neck in the toilet but that is a part of the time massage cycle that i really don't like it it's kind of at the end and we're getting ahead of ourselves but you have your hands behind your head and they'll twist you and mm. sometimes i feel like that twist and the thing on the neck is like yeah don't don't fuck around with my neck and spine even if you're a pro but look just before we get too far into this massage we want to thank one of our patrons doran for his support. Patrons are people that sponsor the show from as little as a couple dollars a month upwards. And what do they get besides a warm, fuzzy feeling for helping this travel talk continue? Well, I'll tell you what, between all these regular episodes, they get something special in those in-between weeks. And sometimes it's like a 10-minute bonus episode. In fact, Trevor and I recently talked about things that were going on in Bangkok. And also I shared a slideshow of my recent trip to Chalong Kratzi and Siem Reap, Cambodia. So help us keep this thing going and cover the costs and you'll get extra materials. So Trevor, how shall we approach this episode? Hey, well, you know, you were just talking about uh, Thai massage. We were discussing the cracking and the professionalism of it or whatnot. Mm. And, uh, you know, I, I thought we'd start by talking a little bit about Thai massage just because you and I have spent the most time in Thailand. And, okay. and Thailand's probably more famous for its massage than many countries in, in the region. Um, Certainly. And, you know, it's interesting. So when I was working on the, the 
Thailand guidebook for National Geographic. I had to do all of the different sidebars that about different experiences you could have with like Thai culture. Yeah. So one of those things is learning how to do Thai massage. So like many people travel to Thailand specifically mm -hmm. to go to Thai massage school and get certified as a, as a professional therapist or they get credit towards their like physiotherapy, you know, credits for, for universities and, and whatnot around the world. So I learned that there was really kind of two main Thai massage branches or styles. There's the Chiang Mai style and the Wat Po or Bangkok style. And what's interesting is that uh, most people, I think when they think of Thai massage, they think of the Chiang Mai style massage, which, and again, these are kind of medical techniques or procedures. Like uh, the, a lot of these, there's a book I was given by one of the the women who, who, runs one of the the universities in Chiang Mai to teach like Chiang Mai style and to help actually like uh, codify it and, and the techniques. They actually had a conference of all of these older Chiang Mai massage practitioners who put together like a textbook basically of like, this is what Thai or Chiang Mai style massage is. And, uh, and that's usually the one okay. people experience. That's like a, it's like a type of passive yoga almost where they, force your mm -hmm. body into certain types of positions and, and, and stretch your muscles and bury their elbows deep into the tissue. And, you know, it's supposed to be therapeutic and it's right. It's not like a pleasurable experience per se, like you mentioned in your first time, which is what most people would think of as an oil massage. So when you're in Thailand, if you get an oil massage, it's less painful, I guess. Yeah. And then the other style is Wat Po style, which uh, Wat Po is the temple just south of the Grand Palace in Bangkok, where the famous uh, reclining Buddha image is located. That's why most people go to Wat Po. Mm -hmm. But you can actually get a massage at the massage school from students at Wat Po. Um, when you go there, you, you probably don't have to wait in line anymore if it's open. But sometimes you have to wait a little while to, to get a massage there. But yeah, the style indeed. was quite different. And you lay on your side while they massage you and you alternate being on, on different sides while you're getting massage. And what's interesting about the Wat Po huh. style is that like, uh, they actually have, you know, instructional mosaics, I guess, or, or paintings, or there's some sort of paneling that, that has the traditional techniques on it from centuries ago. Um, so I, I, I think Wat Po is the oldest quote unquote medical institution in Thailand, or, or these documents are some of the oldest existing like medical documents in, in Thai history or something. But it's not what people expect when they think of, of Thai massage. I, I think so. Yeah, you're right. And there's statues in Wat Po that show a lot of the different poses of massage and yoga and stuff. But you know what? You have schooled me on something. I had no idea after 22 years here that there were two different types of Thai massage. I had no idea there was Chiang Mai and Wat Po. I knew that they instruct on massage at Wat Po. And around there, there's Wat Po students that do it. But I had no idea. I guess that's why you were the Fodor's guidebook writer guy. Yeah, that was Nat Geo, but Fodor's sure too. Um, yeah, you know, it's interesting to, to know a little bit about what you're getting into. So whether you want to get a Thai massage, which can be quite painful, or whether you want an oil massage, and then, you know, it depends on the quality of the, the masseuse, I guess. My go-to, though, in Thailand is the herbal hot compress, which is like... It's like a dim sum ball made out of like, it's like cloth wrapped mm -hmm. with what the, the same kind of things they put in a curry. There's like galangal and all sorts of like curry kind of spices in there. Yeah. And then, and then they steam it in a big like dim sum steamer. They, they have a few of them and they get them like baking hot and, and, and they're all moist and warm and they, they need your 
body. They like knead it into your skin. And it's amazing for like, after you play tennis or rock climbing or some good, like hard workout, like it's the best feeling ever. Yeah. It's funny you bring that up because I hadn't had the, the massage ball in probably three years, right? Something like that. But on the weekend, I had a two hour and 45 minute massage treatment, starting with a 45 minute foot massage. And then it was a two hour time massage with the compress ball. And like, I don't really know if that stuff actually gets into your skin or benefits your body, but it sure feels good and it sure smells good. And I had like yellow stains on my skin after from it. So that's a really good one. I love a Thai massage, although I've had some back issues in the last few years, so I'm a little reluctant. So I'd say my go-to is generally foot for 60 to 90 minutes. But I used to, years ago, a friend of mine, he and I would go out once a month, find a place that had comfy chairs in like a private room, and we'd get two people. So we'd have one person working on your head and shoulders and one person working on mm, the feet. Yeah. So to me, that's the bomb. You should pull that one off if you're here is all you got to do is pay two of them and you have one on each end. And uh, that is a really good experience. Yeah. You know, I like that too, because I'm, I'm hit or miss sometimes with the foot massage. Like the foot massage can be really painful. Like other Thai massage, it's not necessarily meant to be pleasurable. It's intended to provide therapeutic relief by stimulating nerve endings in, in really painful ways with the little pointy wooden stick, right? If you've been walking around all day, if you're like sightseeing or something like that, um, it's great to get off your feet. Lots of times they'll get you a beer. You can just bring a couple of beers in. They'll put a blanket on you. You just relax next to each other on, on those chairs. And then I'm, I'm all for the, the two people doing it because like, I love when they do the <laughs> arm and hand massage at the end of your foot massage, you know? Oh yeah. yeah. And if you could have somebody doing the arm and hand massage while the other person's doing your feet, cause usually you're just like suffering through the feet until they like, <laughs> until they wrap it up and then it, it feels safe. So I don't know. I, when I wrote that, the Nat Geo Cambodia book, I'd spent hours every day running around, taking notes, doing photos. And then I do like one or two hours of foot massage with the laptop on my lap and just like label all the photos or write up all my notes. It's a real good way to, to to finish a day sightseeing or walking around. Yeah, you know, now that you mention it, I would say fewer foot massages I've had have been real painful because some of them will use that stick. And when they put it into your, like your toe or your foot, it really hurts. And I think a lot of them have kind of augmented a bit for a bit more pleasure for travelers or even locals. Um, but you can always say bao noi, which means softer, or you can say nakwa. And, uh, and that means harder. But yeah, you, you kind of can't fight it. You have to sort of go along with it. And I would say there's the odd time you get a crappy massage person that just sort of like sticks their finger into a part of a muscle and like uh. rubs it like so it hurts as if they're like doing something. They're working out a kink. And I've sometimes had people you're just like, like, leave that alone. You're now just causing problems. Yeah, we'll come back to that, though, because that, that, that okay. saved me. Unless sure. unless. Uh, Unless we're segueing on here to our next massage experiences, because I was going to mention Laos. I don't think I've ever had a bad massage experience in Laos. Have you been to a spa in Laos? Spa? I'm not sure if I've been to a spa in Laos. I guess you're right. It's funny to say it's a spa necessarily, right? Because I went to the Red Cross for a massage in Laos, in Luang Prabang. And uh, yeah, it's always like very simple, basic. But there was one, there's probably a couple in Luang Prabang. I went to this place that had like a lemongrass steam room. Okay. Have you ever been inside of like a lemongrass steam I have. And you know what? One of the two times was in Vientiane Lao at a temple. And the monks had like a huge wooden box that you would walk inside. 
and then your head would stick out the top of the box and it was all full. Like, yeah, I guess the fire they had that created the steam, they were putting lemongrass and maybe galanga and other things. So the, the heat would come in yeah. and, and sort of steam, but it would have that, that smell. And that was in Vientiane in a temple. That's funny that your head stuck out because the one I went to was like, and I went a couple of times this place because it was so awesome. Like they had a, like a proper sauna, but it was a, like a, a, a lemongrass right. one. And then after you got too hot, you went outside and it's cold in Long Prabang at night, some of the year, you know, and you used to have to lay on these, they were like uh, wooden kind of beach chairs, like a wooden pool chair. And they had charcoal underneath it. So you laid on this wooden reclining chair with like charcoal and it like slowly barbecued you while you sat outside in the, in the cold air and watched Lao soap operas. That's kind of cool. Who can refuse a soap opera while you're it was, getting barbecued? It was amazing. I cold Lao, cold beer Lao too. I had another one of those steambok experiences within my first few months in Thailand. And that was up in Bai, which is in Mehong Song province, quite famous, uh, a few hours Northwest of Chiang Mai and very similar. It was a big hot box. Your head stuck out the top. And it was just in some guy's backyard or something. And now that I think of it, I've also done that in Lampang. And all three times, it was either at a temple or just some guy that seemingly built a box and everyone in the community knew that he had yeah. this like steaming herbal hot box. Yeah, hot box. And and that's like, a, <laughs> it's a spa for, for you know, rural sure. parts of yeah. Asia. You know, but you, you, earlier you mentioned like that getting the, the woman who would just like push her thumb into some muscle super yeah. hard. You don't think she's necessarily doing anything good for you. But yeah, in Laos one time, they have the Red Cross there. I went to the Red Cross a couple of times and it's usually some like old lady who's ridiculously strong. And uh, I had a, a nerve issue after like, I had had an IV in my arm that struck a, a nerve. And for years I had like this weird tingling kind of problem okay. in, in my left arm, years. And I went to massages. I had people like try and work it out. And, and this lady in Laos, she, she fixed it, man. And then at the Red Cross, I think another time I was there, it moved. It was like this old lady, like an old lady was giving me the massage and somehow she just stimulated somewhere on my body, like enough to like arouse me like a little oh, bit. Oh, it and moved. She was like, I still got it. Yeah, it moved. She was it all moved. proud of herself. I was like, cause I, I was like, apologize. Cause yeah, I was just wearing like a sarong. Right. right. And, and so I was like, Oh, you know, and she's like, he, yeah, he, I think that's every male's fear when you're getting that time <laughs> massage. Cause there is a move I really like where they'll put both hands inside your crotch and they apply pressure and they must constrict the main vein that, uh, well, the, the main veins yeah. to the main vein, right. And it shuts off the blood and then they slowly <laughs> reduce their pressure and you feel the blood come back. But I've luckily never had it really move, but that's a big fear. But, you know, you mentioned that fix on your nerve. And one of the strangest experiences I've had with massage was I was in Aonangkabi in southern Thailand. And I'd had kind of a sore spot in my mid-back for probably about a week. And there was just these little bamboo huts under the trees on the beach. And there was this old guy, an old woman at one, and I, I wasn't going to do it. And then I sort of told him like, oh, my back's sore. And she said, oh, he can fix that, lay down. And so I naturally laid on my stomach and they said, no, 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 flip over. So I'm laying on my back and he begins to knead my gut. And I mean, it really hurt. Like he was twisting, he was putting his hand way down, like almost thought he was going to go through the skin and it killed but I got to say, like within a half hour or so, the pain from my back started to go away. And an hour or two later, it was totally gone. It was incredible. Yeah, that's weird. I heard some other similar kind of story some time ago. I don't remember what it was about. But again, you know, it's interesting when we talked about like the different Thai style massages, like some people 
do have, you know, they learn something academic or they learn something that, that can work. And like what you're saying, that sounds like rolfing, which one of my okay. sister's old neighbors, Chad, like where they pull the muscle off your bones or something like that, but they got to go like deep and like strong and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like some, some people I think just have a talent. Like when you get a massage, like it, it can be hard to be like, Hey, you know, it's softer or harder. Like some people just aren't, some people get into their trade just for the money maybe, or, or they're not intuitive about like understanding how to respond to like, if you're in pain and you flinch, like, Oh, maybe I shouldn't push on them there. You know? So the funny thing for me, you mentioned like the, the main vein, the <laughs> groin area, yeah. I guess like, I don't like to be touched. Well, I don't like to be touched. You can touch me there, but I don't like to have the skin on the inside of my oh. arms or the inside of my legs like rubbed. I don't like that skin stretched. I don't know why. So it's both my legs and my arms. So it's not a sexual thing. It's just for some reason it makes me uncomfortable when that skin is like pulled on, you know? So, so like that, that actually creates some uncomfortable times because i'm like no don't don't like don't rub me there and, and i'm not saying don't rub me there because of whatever you know but anytime you try and instruct them a little bit it's hit or miss as well gotcha you know? yeah i've had that where they actually like pull the skin and it it just hurts i don't like that i see we both have uh notes here about kind of nap salons and i've been to multiple ones in bangkok where the idea is you go in it's really quiet you lay in in kind of a chair that you'd have your haircut in and they lean you back and they spend a good 10 minutes washing your hair, multiple rinses, soaks, more. And then they work on your face and they put cucumbers on your face and creams and rub your head. And it's really relaxing. A lot of people fall asleep. But those nap salons are pretty cool. I should have done that when I was in town last time. Because I think I, I was the one who told you guys about the nap spa. Because I remember you being a big fan of like the haircut head massage. Ooh, yeah. Which I, most people got to be, I think. That's like almost the best part of the haircut. Like I hate getting a haircut because you've got to, you know, I hate sitting there for so long. And chairs are never quite comfortable enough. But then you're in the massage shampoo thing. And you're like, yeah. So when the nap spa concept started up where you just get to like get that experience and then take a little power nap in a comfy chair like boom that's right up my alley you know yeah there's a few of them in bangkok and probably in other parts of thailand i highly recommend yeah uh, you try one just google like nap spa or something like that they'll come up you know moving a little bit beyond thailand i had a really cool experience when i was in mumbai i was updating a guide map at the time and it seemed there was a lot of barbers who also kind of double with various kinds of massage. And I went to a reasonably decent looking one and I had an oil head massage, which was about 30 minutes or so. And I think this guy was a barber, but man, he just dumped all kinds of oil all over my head and he absolutely needed the shit out of my skull. And it was really, really good. And it seemed to be quite an available thing over there in Mumbai where I was. So I think if you're in India, like check out those kind of barber places that are more than that and get yourself an oil head massage from the barber. That was pretty good. Yeah. I didn't think about that with the barber. You <laughs> know, I get my haircut on Tong Law at that old barber shop sometimes. Yeah. And at the end of my haircut and shave, he always gives my arm a little massage, but I think he's sweet on me. Oh, that's so, nice. A couple others real quick in uh, Thailand before we move on. Uh, did you ever go to the seeing hands massage where they have the blind people massaging? I'm not sure if I've been to that one, but I've been to a couple blind massages over the years and I, I should go more than I do. 
Yeah, because again, it's a good way to give them income, and and it's a cool experience just because like those are people who are more intuitive with the sensing things through their hands, right? So you're going to get a pretty good massage most of the time. Uh, and the other one was the in Chiang Mai. There's a women's prison massage. Right. You can go to the prison there and and get massaged by an inmate. And you've done that one, I believe. I have years ago, and now there's multiple locations. It's kind of one of those things that's gotten publicized and gets quite a following. But yeah, the idea was they let I assume low risk women prisoners out for. X number hours, they go, they learn how to do massage, they deliver massage, they go back to prison, and they, I guess, exit with a skill. But yeah, I have had the prison massage before, and it was good as any other one. And yeah, but just kind of a novel cast of characters to get a massage from. Staying overseas now, again, I guess, uh, here in Cambodia, there's something, uh, I don't know that, I mean, it's not from Cambodia, because the fish are from Morocco or something like that, but the Cambodia and Siem Reap always had these fish, fish, fish foot massage, fish yeah. foot massages right. where you put your feet in a big fish tank and, and these little fish like nibble the dead skin off. Yeah, they were everywhere and they emerged in Thailand too. But what I liked is some of them I saw in Siem Reap, you would get a free beer too as part of the enticer. It was like however much yeah. it was, five bucks, and you'd get a beer. Yeah, over by the old night market. That was great. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can stick your feet in there for five minutes. And, uh, you know, it, it's a freaky experience, mm-hmm. man. Those first, that, that first minute or two is like the hardest. I think, I think you settle into it like anything else, like getting into a hot onsen, which we'll probably talk about here in a minute. It's like the fish foot massage to me is kind of the same, like, you know, you got to like ease your way in. And then once you're in, you're like, ah, oh, you want to jump back out real quick because it's kind of weird having fish literally eat you, you know? Yeah, it is a weird one. I think some of them were closed down, probably with COVID too. They couldn't keep them. But yeah, that's worth uh, taking a dance at and giving it a shot if you've got the opportunity. You know, uh, one I really enjoyed, it was an overall just incredible experience. Uh, Greg Jorgensen from the Bangkok podcast and I went to Hiroshima years ago and we stayed at a capsule hotel that included onsen, but it was like the bomb onsen. And it was this massive floor with probably at least 15 different water features. So yeah, you had ones that you stood and it sprayed high pressure water from the ceiling and from the sides of the walls at you. There was one that was full of salt. There was different temperatures. So that was a massage in itself from all these different waters. And they had one where you could slap rock salt on yourself and whatnot. And then when you needed a break, you could go out into this room in your little gown and sit in big like lazy boy chairs with a TV and you could have a beer and a and a ramen and go back in. So while no one was actually touching me, I had like an onsen massage from the jets and the salt and all that stuff. That's so different from mine because I went to uh, Asakusa in Tokyo and Asakusa okay. is like the like old, old city. And I went to like a 500-year-old YMCA. Oh, wow. And it was like, yeah, like Rocky One style, like the old school. <laughs> it was snowing out, so getting in that hot bath was was something else. But uh, you know, with the naked Japanese men, and you know, it wasn't quite the the onsen experience that you had, or or even that Mark talked about on our episode about Japan. There's some right. like resorts for the Japanese style onsen that uh, memorable, like bucket list kind of experiences. I think, yeah. And there's two notes on those. If you go to them. You got to go nude. Like you're not allowed to wear shorts in that. You get a little kind of like a washcloth and people might hold the washcloth over their genitals when they walk to or from, but like there's nowhere in swimsuits. And also you generally cannot go in them if you have visible tattoos at all. Yeah, they've gotten a little bit more lax on that for foreigners in certain places, but not the Asakusa one, I don't think so. Yeah, because they're like a Yakuza thing, right? Right. Okay, so I had a couple that uh, I don't know that you can get 
I guess you could if you wanted to. You really tried. I know they do it here in Cambodia. I don't know. I think they do it maybe in Isan. I've seen it in other Asian nations, but they they do a thing called coining, mm. where they scratch the skin on your back with a coin. Um, to create like what are sometimes referred to as tiger stripes that you get like these stripes on your back that are caused from almost like bloodletting from, from using a coin. I, Have you seen that? I've seen a lot of people from Myanmar with those. Yeah. I don't know about that. And I don't know how that works. And the, and the other one that that's kind of a regional homeopathic kind of thing, I guess is, is cupping. Yeah. And cupping is they use like heat or like can't they use like, like long matches or something like that to heat up the air in the glass and then suction it to your back. So you'll see people with like these red welts from these cups, from these glasses that were like burned on their back kind of suctioning. You, you seen that too? I have seen it and I've seen the after effects of it. I've never done it myself, but it is pretty gruesome looking at the end and it looks weird too. I've seen someone with all these like probably 10 big mason jar type of cups stuck to their back. Yeah, I don't know if that's a kind of Chinese thing. And then when I was in Bali, now I can tell you where to do this. This is at the Tabanan Market in Tabanan, Bali. It's right next to the market where they have the cattle auction and they have the snake charmers. It's oh, wow. like real, like legit, like Bali market. It's something else. It's worth checking out because you can go there and they can do cupping with with buffalo horns. No so way. like the big buffalo horns and they're like, yeah, they cup people with buffalo horns so that you look like a dinosaur you have like these big spiky stegosaurus looking things sticking out of your back yeah they had like a like several people doing it at once it was like a thing you could get done there at the top and on market cupping with buffalo horns uh meanwhile in bangkok which is always one step ahead of everybody else i somehow in my old life got invited to this spa to write a review of their spa treatments and they did a couple of different types of therapies that I wasn't familiar with, but that were quite interesting. Okay. And the one I ended up doing was, was like vacuum. They vacuumed me. So that's why I was thinking of it as a similar type of cupping thing. But what you do is you have to wear this skin tight blue leotard, I guess you're like a superhero. It's like a superhero suit or something you would wear to like do CGI, you know, really? like a blue screen kind of thing. Yeah. And then, and then they had these like vacuum devices and they vacuum my body the suit is to prevent your skin from getting pinched by, by the vacuum while they're like sucking on you with it. Yeah. It's something else. Interesting. I've never seen that one or had it, but those are some awfully cool ones. You know, thinking about some of the nicer ones we've had or more memorable ones for some reason. I mean, I've had a bajillion of them in Thailand and I, I'm sure I've been to some really high end spas too. In fact, I know I have, and I can think of a few, but I got to say, bang for buck, a good one I've always enjoyed is Bodia Spa in Cambodia. And I've been to Bodia in Phnom Penh, and I've been to one in Siem Reap, one or two. And and they have a few locations. And I think Bodia, like if you want a legit clean place with good products at a reasonable price, like Bodia is, is a good one I've always enjoyed there. And then I think you might have put me on to this next one, which was also in Cambodia. I was in Kampot with my parents in December... I think 2019, maybe. And I wonder if this place is still there. But we met a really nice French couple, and they had a spa in Campot, and it was up the river across from the greenhouse restaurant. And we went there. I took my parents, and they picked us up at the greenhouse, and a little boat brought us across. They had some really nice kind of bamboo houses, huts, and had a really nice massage. We all had great massages. And then my wife and I went into their steam room, and that was a really, really solid, memorable experience. 
Yeah, that place is nice. I may go down there in a couple of weeks and I'll go check them out and see if they're still in biz because uh, it's a nice place to hang out. Yeah, sure it was. Um, they can use the steam and the cold bath and stuff. Uh, my kind of fave spa experiences, um, one is the Tamarind Springs, which is on Kotsamui. Have you ever been to the Tamarind Springs? I know of it and I've never been and you've told me great things about it. Yeah, great cookies. Go go for the cookies, stay for the spa. <laughs> yeah, so Shelly, the, the woman who, the proprietor, she's pretty awesome, really cool, nice woman, good cookies. It's She built the spa into the, the hillside of this valley in, in Koh Samui in Thailand. And, uh, you know, the steam rooms are built into boulders. Like, it's all, like, supernatural. And the, this, this, wow. the cool baths are, like, these kind of waterfalls. It's all very, like, eco-friendly kind of hippie resort, you know? And so they have Tibetan bowl meditation and, and whatnot. It's just a great vibe up there. And then the other one is the six senses spas. And in general, I've had lots of great experiences at different six senses spas. Um, but the mm-hmm. one at the Soneva Kiri was really interesting because they had a, a visiting practitioner and, and you were talking earlier about that guy who like stuffed his fingers inside your, your stomach. And this is maybe yeah. the exact opposite same 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 but different so this guy he would like just use his fingers to kind of hold to to point where in my lungs he wanted me to to breathe to and he was trying to get me to focus on like using the muscles around a particular area of my lungs in order to like Hmm. be able to control where in your lungs you take your breaths from which is interesting because you know we know very simply that like you can take like shallow like upper breaths and lower diaphragm breaths. I mean, at, at a very basic level, but like, it's interesting that like in theory, you should be able to, to gain more mastery of the control of, of your breathing that way. Um, but I don't know to what effect, but I thought that was pretty cool. And then they had, uh, no, actually this was at the six senses resort here in Cambodia, which is, it was a Kenzo. And now who knows what next they have this really cool, like above the, the ceiling of the spa is like this acoustic kind of re- reverb, water droplet kind of shape and so when they do like the tibetan bowl above your body like these sound waves kind of like bounce up and down through your body and off the ceiling and it's amazing it's definitely one of the coolest experiences man you've had a few nice high-end ones six senses hotels but also equal emphasis on their spas so that's cool that you got to try them and Next time I'm in Samui, I'm definitely going to Tamarind Springs because you and some other people have told me about that one. So we thought we would wrap this up by giving you some kind of practical little tips to to follow along the way. You know, one that just came to mind for me is people might be a little apprehensive, like, ooh, particularly in Thailand, like, how do I know if I'm going into a real massage place or somewhere where, you know, they're going to want to try and have sex or give me a hand job or something like that? Look, I think if the people are, overly friendly and kind of young and cutish and like, oh, hi, hi, come in, come in, a whole bunch of them. They're probably more selling other things than a legit massage is a pretty good rule of thumb. But the one that I always think is good is take the older woman rather than the young girl, because the older woman is generally very experienced in there because she's good at legit massage versus somebody that's like, oh, I want the cute girl to massage. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, I don't, I think maybe like you're, you're, well, I'm going to say your middle aged woman might be better because like the old lady, like she's the one who's not going to listen. And that was my thing. Like, you know, I, I think you should make your preferences known, uh, yep. whether it's choosing your masseuse or allowing them to touch you in a way that you feel comfortable. 
Um, they may or may not listen to you. And I find that like some of the older women perhaps are just going to like laugh and keep like hurting you, you know, whereas like, uh, the 35 year old, 40 year old masseuse is experienced, but like, she'll still have some empathy for you. She's starting to feel some aches and pains too, but I don't know. I, you know, otherwise like sometimes maybe you'll get a man and, and if as a man, mm -hmm you're not comfortable having another man massage you just say so, you know, like don't, don't try to be polite and then end up like not being comfortable, you know? So whether you prefer the younger woman or the middle-aged woman or, or a man or a woman, just, you know, tell people and be respectful and, and, and they'll be cool or they'll laugh and just keep torturing you. It is really all about being comfortable, right? Cause you got to be relaxed and get in the zone. And I've had some foot massages and even time massages for men when I was okay with it. But I got to say, given the choice, I don't know why, I prefer woman massaging me, but yeah, you're not going to offend anyone. Often they'll ask you like, Hey, are you okay with a man or a woman? But like do whatever's right for you. That's, that's a really important one. I think another one is when I was in Sri Lanka, we were taking a car, a private car from Colombo down to Marissa, I believe. And the driver started talking to us about Ayurvedic massage. Like, Ooh, there's this great place on the way. And we were tired and it was getting like, we just wanted to get there. And we told him so many times, like, just take us to our hotel. And he kept bringing up massage to the point that he just drove there and, like, got out of the car. He probably called to tell them he was bringing us, hoping to get a commission. And we just sort of stood there and they told us about it. And we stood looking at each other for about 15 minutes. But I would say, like, if you're ever in a car with a driver who's trying to talk you into something you don't want, just be very polite, but very, very firm. And just be like, no. Yes, but if you follow Trevor's traveling rule number one, never get in a parked taxi, then that shouldn't mm. happen to you. Otherwise, you know, I that saw that you made a list of tips and I was like, what, what kind of tips? I'm like, wear underwear, I guess. I was like, oh, wear, wear your own fisherman's pants or bring your own fisherman's pants. I don't know. And then you, there's, I see a note here from you to try and pick like the cleanish or place, you know, sometimes I think, you know, when you're on vacation and you're walking around, like in Southeast Asia, particularly, there's lots of massage places. So like, again, just be nice. If you walk into a place and you're like, Hey, I just wanted to have a look, you know, check out their prices to have a peek at like, you know, you can't really see the rooms that they're going to massage you in, but, uh, you know, sometimes you can get a smell for the place, I guess we could say. And, and if it doesn't seem all right, then just walk down the street, check out a couple other places and then go back to that one. If that was the best one, don't feel embarrassed or whatever. They don't really care. Yeah. And, and a lot of massages like the foot massage and the Thai massage, they give you kind of like pajamas, like fisherman's pants to put on a loose shirt. So like aside from an oil massage, you're never in your underwear or naked or anything. So you're generally in some sort of clothes. And I always figure like, even if it's a, not a great massage, like it probably cost you eight bucks or $10. Like you're not out a lot sure to go into a high end spa. One thing I, I do think is good. Like if you know, you're going to go for a full body or a time massage, like try and go clean. That's always kind of nice. And so the person wants to touch you. That said, you know, a lot of these places, it might not be the best massage if you're not going to fancy spa, but a lot of places will have a shower you could use. So if you've been out walking around town, you're hot and they're like, oh, do you want a massage? You think, geez, I'm dirty. You could say, hey, you have a shower. And now it might be a simple shower in the back, but often they'll give you a towel and there'll be some soap and you can rinse off too. So that's kind of handy. Yeah, that's an old Trevor's travel tip too that I hadn't thought of in a while. <laughs> Back when I was doing, well, you know, like in the, in the old travel writing days, like you'd spend like 
you know, 10 or 12 hours running around all day and you'd get like so sweaty and gross sometimes that I used to just keep a change. I'd keep like a change of clothes in, in my bag. And like hmm. in the early afternoon, I'd go get like a one hour massage for a couple of bucks and, and be able to take a shower afterwards and change into some fresh clothes. And I'm like, bam, good to go. Yeah, that is a, a very, very good one. One other one that comes to mind, it obviously depends on the quality of the oil and good spas will tell you to leave the oil on. But often if I have some sort of oil massage or even a foot massage where they get your legs and stuff, I leave the oil on for a couple hours. I just kind of think soak into your skin a bit and stuff like that. So I sometimes won't wear my Nike Birkenstocks if I'm going to go for a foot massage because I don't want the oil on that to get on the, the, the sandals. Yeah, you know, that's a kind of an interesting one. You mentioned Bodia before because Bodia makes all their own spa products. So they have some really nice like oils. And so they have a menu before you go get a spa and you can like select from the menu, like what mm. scent you want to have after you, you get oiled up because it's nice to, you should keep that oil on your skin sometimes for an hour or two after your massage so that it can like soak in and, and help your skin be like soft and smell nice. Right. So like, you know, if you pick up, if you pick up like a bottle from, from Bodia or any cool little spa shop because they sell these, like these are oils and shops all over the place too. So when you go in for just a regular oil massage or Thai massage or whatever, you could just be like, Hey, can you use this oil instead of that other, whatever baby oil they're going to put on you? And then you could probably do that too. Yeah. Well, I tell you what I'm doing on Friday, which is a public holiday here in Thailand. I'm going for another massage because I don't go nearly enough. It seems I only go every few months or something. And all this talk has really gotten me jazzed. And we've been at it for over 40 minutes now with some really good massage stuff here. So I think massage is a good enough reason to come to Asia, and particularly Southeast Asia, excluding Singapore is very affordable. So yeah, we kind of hope that you've all enjoyed this and gotten inspired and feel armed and equipped to take on some massages when you come to the region. Yeah, you know, I, I actually started on a little Google map here because I thought this might be a good one for a Google map one. So I should share that link with you and maybe we'll have, uh, you know, a handy little map that people could use if they go to the show notes and check it out. That's at talktravelasia.com. There's also a link there where you can donate to our Patreon. Uh, again, we make patron only content. I will be purchasing some postcards this week from the Angkor Children fund. I don't know. You know, the kids that sell postcards at the temples in general, I don't right. support doing that, but you know, it's funny. I do it when I need, like I needed refrigerator magnets. Where else am I going to get refrigerator magnets? I went to the top home and I bought them from the kids there. Right. So now I need postcards. I'm sure there's some kids with some cool postcards and I'm going to send those to some of our patrons, uh, coming up soon. It provided that Cambodia has like regular postal service. Otherwise I'll mail them from Bangkok soon. Yeah, that's a nice little bonus to get a postcard. So thanks for listening to the show. We hope you enjoyed this. We hope you got inspired as well to get yourself a gosh darn it fantastic massage two, three, or four or five when you're in the area because it's something you should definitely make a part of your trip and it generally really legit is part of the culture. So until two weeks from now, thanks for listening. Tell people about it. Like, subscribe, five-star reviews, all that stuff. Take care and dream a massage. Thanks for joining us on Talk Travel Asia. We look forward to sharing with you again soon. Hey, Scott, do you remember the time we walked on top of the wall at Angkor Thom and 